Hello and welcome to the Taylor Remy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor, and today we're going to be interviewing a creative strategist and a filmmaker. Give it up for Felipe. Hey, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. Um, been looking forward to this, so excited. Right. You know, man, I'm, I'm glad to have you here, too. So, like, you know, tell me a bit more about yourself, even though I literally just mentioned, like, two things that you do. <laughs> uh, two, two things that I do? Um, yeah, no, no, no. Tell, no. Tell me a little bit more about yourself, even though I literally just mentioned two things that you do. Yeah, no problem. Um, let's see. What else can I tell you? Um, I mean, I think that just like generally, just like media communication is probably my main interest, and um, not just like you know, I try to make things on my own and stuff like that. But I, I geek out a lot in reading about the media. And I was a news junkie for a really long time, although I don't really watch the news as much anymore these days. Um, but that's that's an in, that's that's just kind of always been an interest I've had in my life, and just how hmm. how how influential the media can be, and how messaging is framed, and things and um, things like that. Uh, what, so why don't you watch the like the news as much anymore? Because I'll be honest, I don't really watch the news as much anymore either. Um, I I mainly get my news off like you know you know online pretty much now well, i mean yeah same here every, I, every I, now every now and then i watch the i watch the news if it's on but it's like you know that's just for weather or whatever but i can still go on my phone yeah well it's funny because when i said i i used to watch the news i meant mostly from online sources um but i i don't even really follow those as much like i i keep up every now and then but i used to like at my peak you know i used to watch three four hours a day of like people online breaking down the news or analyzing them. Uh, why don't I? I mean, I don't know. I, I think that, if, I think that um, like gradually I started becoming more aware of what people call like locust of control, like the things that you can control and take action on versus the things you can't. And then me stressing about what was going on in the news, a lot of it, was things that were not under my control and um i don't know i just kind of decided it was less worth to pay it well, less worth it to pay attention to it oh so now like i do like i still you know i vote uh religiously so when it comes time to vote i get you know i'll binge on the news the last you know those two weeks before i'll, I'll make sure i get my information but to like kind of just like go every night and be like all right what happened in washington today like, i just don't I don't know. It just doesn't seem. It doesn't seem appealing. It doesn't seem as appealing as it used to. As relevant either. Like I know it's relevant. I know ultimately it does affect me, but it's like I don't know. There's only so many times that I can get frustrated over. What do you think some? Do you think sometimes the news spreads uh, misinformation at times, or just you know? Um. Yeah. I mean. Um. Yes. Like I think it. It certainly has in the past. I mean. I don't think anybody would argue, for example, that um, the justification for going into the war in Iraq was not misinformation, right? And the news did spread that. And then they corrected themselves later on. But we went in there under the premise that um, I, they had weapons of mass destruction when they did not. So that's yeah, one I think, example. I think they corrected themselves because they got caught. Maybe I'm not entirely honestly. I'm not entirely like sure of like the details there, but I know at some point it just became um, basically indisputable that that there were no weapons of mass destruction. And um, I th I think okay. So to answer your question a little bit 
more precisely. And this is this is something that I that's not my original idea, but like the when I used to watch a lot of uh, internet like commentators on news, they made this point that I still believe, which is that um, for the most part, news organizations tend to just kind of be mouthpieces for whoever's in power. And like, yeah, there's definitely exceptions and there's like really good journalists out there. But for the most part, like on any given day, um, they're going to more readily believe and go with the version of events that those in power have because they want access and they want to have the interview and they, you know, and they, so we had, I think the news has this instinct to stay on the good graces of who's powerful. And because of that, if the government has some sort of vested interest in, in not telling the whole truth or misinforming, um, most news outlets will not certainly cable news outlets. I yes. think those are the worst are, are not going to be, uh, I challenging that. I think, um, I think the only person who I, I've, re I've realized something, I think the only person who really does kind of touch on like, you know, certain subjects that the mainstream media doesn't touch on is, uh, Tucker Tucker Carl, Carlson because it's like you know you know you know for instance like you know for it's like for instance uh you have you seen a video surfacing around how like you know a Pfizer employee said something about like you know COVID and like him and them mutating it because who what I'm sorry you broke up there for a second oh sorry <clears throat> I said have you heard of like you know uh the news about like you know a Pfizer employee being like you know exposing the fact that like you know they were talking about like you know mutating the uh, COVID nineteen virus. And all that? No, I have not seen that video or oh. anything like that. Oh well, yeah, pretty. Oh well, yeah, pretty much that was going around. I think that was like probably one or two months ago that was going around. And uh, yeah, it's like you know the, the mainstream media did not talk about that at all. Um, the mm -hmm. only person who the only person who really did talk about that was Tucker Carlson, which is why like you know, I I I trust I trust him more. I trust him more than like you know the other people, the other like news outlets. Well, the other people who like you know spread news because it's like you know he actually talks about like you know the things that like you know the other people don't talk about hmm. well you did say you wanted guests to uh i guess challenge your point of view so i'm gonna like be very transparent and say that i i definitely do not trust tucker carlson um but fox news is a interesting example right because they're not well certainly when joe biden's in office or when the democrats in office they're not going along necessarily with what the people in power want to do. But I think that Fox News in a way, they serve a role as well during these times when it, they still serve like the, the interests of like the Republican establishment, like Republican donors. And they kind of like, they're parroting like their, their talking points a little more. Tucker, I don't really know. I mean, he is kind of a wild card. I'll give you that. Um, like every now and then he'll say things that you wouldn't expect. Um, but yeah, I have mixed feelings with, for him at best. Um, well, well, I'm, well, I mean, like, you know, I would say, I, you know, I would say I, like, you know, I, I would say I trust him a little bit more. Cause it's like, you know, it's like um, other, other like people aren't talking about, aren't talking about like certain things that are actually going on in the world. And like, you know, he just, he talks about the certain things that go, that's going on in the world. Like, um, I think I think he did talk about June. I think he did also talk about June sixth too. And it's like, I, I didn't see the I didn't see like you know the other people talking about it, but him. Like he doesn't. Gonna, like, he's the only one in the mainstream who actually talks about stuff like that. 
What do you mean why, uh, June 6th? January 6th or June 6th? Yeah, or January 6th, I believe. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, January 6th, my bad. Not June 6th. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, man, I must have missed that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I, I he's the only one in the mainstream who's talking about it, along with other people, too. But, you know, yeah. I yeah, I'm, I, no, I mean, he like, it's funny because... um. I'll be like, I'll be upfront. Like when I was a huge news junkie, I was big into like mostly internet commentators, like most notably the Young Turks, which they're like very on the progressive left side of things. Um, and I saw them debate Tucker a couple times. And um, even they said like, man, you know, he seems like definitely a smart dude. And, and they were having a hard time figuring him out. Um, it's just that like, you're right. He will say things like that are kind of anti-corporate, which I like. But then I just think like then I think he kind of like then goes on the other side. Like he kind of just swings on the other side of the spectrum and like will say some stuff that like I just find to be kind of like super xenophobic and racist and like stoke that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I know he's very influential and and like I don't begrudge anybody. Um oh. Liking him, I just he. I'm just being open about like, um, I guess like my feelings toward him. But on also, I I never I can I can't tell you that I ever really watched that much Fox News. I mostly watched it uh for entertainment back when I did. Oh oh yeah, honestly, when I was young, I would watch for entertainment too. I mean, you know, I wasn't I wasn't a news junkie, but it's like you know, I I thought personally, I thought Fox News was like more fun than yeah. Yeah, Glenn, yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know how old you are, but um, like maybe 10, 12 years ago, Glenn Beck had a show on there and he would cry on it like every other night. And I don't know. It was just very funny. Um, He was just very, yeah. They had some off the wall people on there. I'll give him that for mm. sure. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 tw- I'm 20. So I don't, I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 36. So there's a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. Well, but... maybe you can find some old clips on YouTube, man, because there's some classic moments. How how long ago was this? Uh, like probably ten years ago, ten, oh, thirteen years. Yeah, ago. I was probably yeah. like, I was probably like, ten. Yeah, no, ten. Yeah, ten years yeah. ago. I was I was ten. So yeah, so... yeah. No, I, 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 if you, no, I'm glad you weren't watching the news at ten or like Fox News specifically. Yeah. Mm, I was watching a. I was watching Channel One. I mean, that was just for the weather, though. But like, there you, you know, for the, for the most part. It's like I was I was mainly just watching like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, all that, all that, yeah. good, all that good stuff. Pretty much, it's like I wasn't really I was really worried about anything as a kid. I mean, when but, I was your age, when I was twenty, I wasn't even watching the news. I was not interested in that at all. So I'm, I'm kind of impressed you're already kind of like, yeah, interested I mean, in these kind of things. Yeah, I mean for the yeah, I mean for the most part, um, I don't think I don't think my gen I don't think mo- I think most people in my generation don't really watch the news. Hmm. So. It's, it's like, it's kind of, you know, it's not, I don't think it's really that surprising. I mean, some people in my generation watch the news, but like, you know, for the most part, most of us don't watch the news. It's like, most of us are just like, you know, get the news from our phones, you know, or, you know, maybe rare occasions, social media. I wouldn't know how you would get that from social media, but you know, it is what it is. Well, I've heard that, uh, I've heard that a lot of Gen Zers, um, and there's this part of my job, like you kind of like have to study how people some get their information and stuff. And then a lot of people use TikTok as their main news source, which oh, um, I don't I don't really use TikTok. So I, I got to like see how that works. But it's hard for me to picture of like, Honest, how do you get 
full stories on TikTok. That's crazy. honestly, I don't use TikTok either. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like I don't, it's like, I don't see the point of it. Some, I'm not gonna lie. I hear, I hear stories on how like you know it's gonna be banned. It's gonna be banned. It's gonna be banned. And I'll be honest, I'm just waiting at this point because it's mm-hmm. like I don't. It's like, bro, it's not really gonna affect me because I don't use the app. I right. Mean, if I use the app, I'd probably use it strictly for business, for business and to like, you know, you know, probably farm some sort of a, you know, I would, I would farm some sort of like, you know, a, a fan base towards a business or something, but like, that's about it. Even, mm. even still, I don't think I would use, even still, I don't think I would consider using TikTok. Like, I, it's a good idea. It's a good idea, yeah. but it's like, you know, I wouldn't, I don't. Seems like it. a cool app, but they did put a lot of, speaking of, I don't think this is misinformation, but if it is, I definitely fell victim to it. Of like, that definitely fear mongered the the fact that it was going to collect your data hardcore, you know. And like already, like I like I use Instagram, but I I only I delete it off my phone unless I'm actively using it. Like when I decide I want to use it, I'll download it for then. I don't like leaving it on my phone to whatever, mm. right? Mm. So if I'm paranoid like that, like TikTok. That's the one reason because honestly, TikTok seems kind of like a fun app, but I'm just like I don't know. Yeah, too, I'm not too chicken not, shit for now, I guess. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know, I I I the only apps I really use are Instagram and Twitter, and you know, Spotify because the podcast. Before I never, mm-hmm. I, before I never used Spotify, but it's like now <laughs> I'm using it. I, I didn't use Spotify because I was always under the impression that you had to pay for your music to listen mm-hmm. to music. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I don't know why I I felt I thought it was like that for a long time, but you know. I think they have some paid plans or something, but I don't. Yeah, yeah no, they have know, paid. Like, I think it was. I, think I don't it was, use it. I don't use it either. So, oh, or I didn't. I, think, I don't use it. Oh, I think it's. I think the paid plans are just for like ads to like get rid of ads for the most part. But it's like I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I I'll just use SoundCloud. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been using it for the better half of like. I don't even know how long. Probably like ten. Like I, I would. I'm just gonna go. Out, I'm just gonna say ten years because it's like you know. It seems. I don't really know when I started using SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. Like, um, just like you know, like in terms of talking about media or something, it seems like you're in- interested in misinformation and how that comes about. But like, I don't know. Curious, like what um. Am I right to assume that you you believe a lot of misinformation flies around because of our media? Uh, well, I mean, I I mean, I I mean, I used to, I I used to, uh, to an extent. It's like you know when they, when they were when you know when they were um talking about Don, when they were talking about Donald Trump, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's like I I'll be honest, I I was I was just in the middle because I didn't really know how to I didn't really know how to feel I didn't really know how to feel. It's like you know the media would always just. I, f- I felt like the media would always just paint him as like, you know, this bad, this bad guy, mm-hmm. this bad villain. And I'm like, I-, I just didn't know how to feel. Cause like, I didn't, I-, I-, I don't think I really cared that, that, that much about it. Right. Which is why it's like, I didn't really care. I was like mutual. I was like, okay, you know, bad, yeah. bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. all right. I'm, I'm going to need to see, I'm going to need to see him say something. I'm going to need to say he, I'm going to need to hear him say something racist for me to believe that he's a bad guy. That's all I'm gonna, you know, because they were also saying that he was a racist too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of actually, no, a lot of people other than news would say that I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like see something for the most part. But it's like, you know, until then, I can't, I can't say this or, or I can't really say this and that until I see, until I see or hear something about what he said 
that was you know remote that was bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but it's like I, I just feel i i feel very mutual about him it's like you know i don't like him i don't like him or hate him i don't mm-hmm. have I don't, I don't have a reason to hate him or like him i don't yeah. know, i don't know the guy yeah i think i kind of know what you mean because what's funny is like i think my um my disenchantment with just listening to news generally started with when he like came up. Um, but it is interesting. I mean, I, I could, this is not what we're here to do, but like, I could sit here and I guess I could like show you some things I've seen him say or whatever that probably got served up to me on the algorithm and maybe not to you. Right. Cause that's like, I'll know that a whole nother thing too of like, People are seeing completely different news sources, right? But um, that that like are reasons that I believe like that the dude is a bad guy and that I did not vote for him, right? But at the same time, you know, I when when he was first getting elected, I do have to recognize that um, you know, I was I was like supporting Bernie Sanders, and I thought the same media that I was believing about Donald Trump at face value. I knew we're giving Bernie Sanders an unfair shake as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it is kind of an interesting um I don't want to say double standard, but it was an interesting situation where I was kind of choosing somewhat selectively what I thought they were lying about and what I thought they weren't lying about, right? And I guess it is um when Donald Trump got elected, that's when everybody started talking about like, oh, media bubbles and misinformation and like, how could people believe this and that or, you know. Um, but I've, I've actually always thought that the media as a whole uh, is a bubble, right? Um, and the, the example I gave you was from before Donald Trump, that was 2003 Iraq war, but it's been pretty well documented that... Um, we also went into the Vietnam War under false pretenses. And even like people say World War One under somewhat false pretenses. Um, I think the difference is that um, the difference is not that the media puts like sometimes falsehoods out there. But the difference is that now it's hard for one person or one party or one group to control the falsehood. Right. So like the people in, you know, like media, the news, news, then the like cable news channels, not including Fox news did. I think it's indisputable. They did try their hardest to make sure that people saw Donald Trump as a bad candidate, which I believe he was right. Right. And that did. And, and that, and the bubble was so thick that they, I think they sincerely believed that there was no way he was going to win. And then when he won, they were like, Oh my God, like our (laughs) bubble our bubble is not is not this dominant thing anymore. And now there's all these like all other smaller like, you know, online media bubbles. And that's why everybody started kind of freaking out about like yeah. all the all the echo chambers and stuff. But I, I don't think I think what's different is that a lot of people freaked out when he when he won. Yeah. I mean I did too. I was I was not happy about it. But uh I <laughs> but I, I did I did kind of uh I'm not going to say I predicted it, but I thought it was definitely a possibility because I'm because because, you know, the sources I listen to, I trust them because in part because they are pretty honest about like, look, we don't like them, but 
seems like everybody here in Ohio was super into him. So, you know, it's hard. I guess it's hard to believe. It's hard to pick and choose or to know if like the media is telling you the truth or not. But the only thing I know how to, the best way I know how to deal with that, even though it's not a perfect way, is just to like, it sounds stupid, but it's just kind of like trying to find those people that you do trust are giving you the information as accurately as they can. And one of the ways to kind of keep testing that is um, kind of over time seeing if like, if, um, if the facts change, let's say they, they support a candidate and then the candidate starts doing some messed up stuff. Like, do they tell you that the candidates doing messed up stuff or are they just cheerleading the candidate? So one, one example is um, the, I'll just use the example of the show that I was super into for all these years called the young Turks. Like when Obama got elected, they were super happy. They were like super into Obama. Right. I remember that. I remember that day. I was, and then, I was super young though. I remember, but I remember it. Yeah. You must've been, you're 20. You must've been what? Eight. I, I, yeah. Like, yeah. Somewhere between. Crazy. Yeah. I just, so, I just remember celebrating. That's about it. Yeah. I celebrated too. Like, no, they were pumped. And then <clears throat> once he, once he became president, like he of course did like some good things, but there was a lot of stuff he did that like they, they, that was like not what he had promised, right? And they were very upfront about that and they started criticizing him and they lost a lot of audience off of that. But that let me know like, okay, I can trust these people. Like they might, I might not agree with them all the time, but I can trust that they're not just like cheer or another in power. And you could like, you compare that to like cable news and it's like, MSNBC, almost no matter what, they're cheerleading the Democrats. And Fox News, almost no matter what, are cheerleading the Republicans or the MAGA people. And even if, like, the people they're talking about change their actions, they, they just, they'll, they'll cheerlead no matter what the policy is. And that's the kind of thing that I find um, that I find that I don't trust. And that's the kind of thing, unfortunately, that, like, it seems like we've become much more of as a country of just, like, we kind of think of these people as like our sports teams and we just cheer cheerlead them no matter what they're doing. Right. Um, anyway, that's, I guess that's my take on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely do get what you're trying to say. And it's like, at times it does feel like they're uh, cheerleading, cheerleading certain things that they do no matter what. And, uh, right. you know, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying, you know, and I, I see, I see it at times too, but uh, I mean, you know, I I, I, w- I wouldn't really know what what could we do about it. I mean, it's no, just me neither. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. For the most part, it's just it's just their fan. It's just their fan base at times. And I think, uh, and as for Obama, as for Obama, uh, did they really call out things that he did that he didn't promise though? Yeah, they did. Oh my god. Um, it's funny because they were actually pretty harsh on on like his Obamacare. Oh They're, yeah that saying that it didn't go far enough, you know? And, um, I was like, when they passed Obamacare, I was like disappointed. Cause I was like, you know, I want, I thought we were going to get something closer to Medicare for all. Um, and it's not, it's only kind of in retrospect a few years later that I look back on Obamacare and I'm like, well, at least what they passed was pretty good. It was a step in the right direction. But at the time I was like very disappointed while on cable news, everybody was like, cheering it 
as if it was this historic thing, you know. Yeah, um, I, I've only heard good things about it. I didn't really hear any bad things. Right, about it. and then um, I mean the other things like I, I don't really, I feel bad, kind of like I feel bad throwing shade on Obama because I think he's like a good guy, like whatever. But I mean, some facts about him are like I mean he did you know like all the stuff that he ran against Bush for doing like in terms of like surveillance state. And post 9-11, like, hey, allowing, like, the government to track your phones more, things like that, droning programs, all this stuff that he kind of ran criticizing Bush for. Once he got in office, he just kind of quietly let continue and sometimes expanded him, you know? And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about where, like, when, the, when, when anybody kind of wanted to point that out, suddenly all the other news outlets were like, hey, don't mention that. You know, are you trying to like compromise his ability to get reelected? Are you know, would you rather have the Republicans? And it's like that kind of pressure to not ever mention anything that they're doing that's not that you don't agree with. I think, I think, I think. Uh, also, also, I don't really know. I don't really know how accurate this is, but I think he had he kind of had a cu- I think he kind of had a cushion on. I think he kind of had like that bit of a cushion where you couldn't criticize him because, like, you know, if you criticize them, you know, they they would probably label people as like racist or, or something like that. Or then it's like, at least that's, at least that's what I heard. And I was like, eh, it makes sense. It, it kind um, of... I would say that that's like maybe half accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, like half accurate. Not because just... I will say this. I definitely, when he got elected, I was, uh, even if he had been the worst president ever, which he wasn't, but even if he had been, I still think the fact that he got elected was a huge step for this country. Right. <clears throat> Right. So I was like, I wanted him to be like, I wanted him to be like seen as a success because I didn't want people, you know, I didn't want him to be like a case that somebody else pointed to him and like, well, we can't elect someone like that again. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So I, I certainly, I think, I think that people were very careful, you know, as probably they should have been to make sure they were criticizing him for substantive issues. I think that the people who were probably closer to power, they kind of knew that dynamic and then they um, they were happy to play into it or like be quick to call you out or accuse you of something, even if you were just giving like very measured uh, criticism, right? And like, I think that, that that's not unique to them. I mean, when Hillary Clinton was running, it was the same thing except you were a sexist. And then honestly, on the Trump side or on the, you know, on the Republican side, if you criticize what they're doing, they they say that you're unpatriotic and that you're a terrorist. So every group has like this, this sort of like mechanism by which to like impose, I get almost like total agreement. And if you're not in total agreement, then they like throw these outlandish accusations at you. And right. I think the the media is just like, um, I think the media is like a reflection of that. Like I didn't know. Not saying that this is the idea you had, but a lot of people sometimes talk about the media as if like it's like a bunch of guys in a room and they're like, "All right, let's get together." And what what's the talking point? What's the lies we're going to feed? And like that they get together. I, I think it's a little bit more of like a quote unquote naturally occurring thing where the media just you know they need to get money. They have their sponsors. Their sponsors are usually the same people who give to the political campaigns anyway, right? And then. They want to have access. They want to have the ability to interview Biden or Trump. 
they want to stay in the good graces. So if you're a journalist and you're writing like a mild critique of Obama or Trump or whoever, and then they get really mad at you, your boss is going to be like, what are you doing? No, we got to keep like our axes open. So don't write those stories. Just write the write kind of the vanilla stories or the complimentary stories. And I feel like that's how to answer your original question. That's how the media sometimes ends up um, spreading misinformation, right? I think the misinformation that people complain about isn't even that type as much as like maybe vaccine disinformation or things like that, that like is just the what the type that spreads more on the internet, but that the news outlets don't help spread. Yeah. Um, that's a whole different story, but I think there's kind of like news outlet misinformation that you don't find out about until years later, like the Iraq war thing. Right. Right. Because nobody wanted to piss off because back then I know you were very young, but back then, if you, if you, if you like called into question, should the U S go into Iraq, they literally would say that you were on the side of the terrorists. Like, I do remember that. I do. Um, I, I think I, I think when I got a little bit older, I have heard about that, but I never really looked into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was in their speech. Like it was, you know, George W. saying you're either with us or you're against us. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of pressure to conform and to go along with it, even if you feel like the facts aren't necessarily that solid. Yeah, for the most part, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to say this. I find it I find it ironic how we're called the United States of America, but we're not really that united. <laughs> yeah. I, I um, mean, it's like, you know, we have I mean, we have I mean, we have we have two separate parties, Democrats and Republicans. One is red and one is blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's ironic because, like, you know, we our our country is red, white and blue. But yet the red, the red and the and the red and the blue is separated and the white is just, you know, I don't, I don't know where it's at, but it's like, <laughs> you know, is, but, the white, is the white like the independence in this analogy? Uh, I, I get. I'm guessing. I guess the white. Yeah. I guess the white is kind of the middle. Like yeah, people, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people who are in the middle, uh, like you know, we're all set. We're all, like, and we're all separated. Yeah, and, and I feel like we should just like you know come come together and truly and like you know so we can truly be red, white, and blue. Right. And to get like you know it it can be together instead of separate. You know, I don't. So it's funny because I ask myself like was this country more united before? And I don't know the answer to that. I feel like if you ask somebody who came up like in the sixties or whatever, they, they may, they may very well tell you that shit was just as, as bad before in terms of like people being at each other's throats. I'm really not sure. Um, But I think you're right in that. Like, you know, we, we always talk about the country as like a single kind of unit. But it's really never, if it's ever been that, it certainly isn't that right now. Um, but I will say this, I will say this, you know, I'm, I'm an immigrant um, and, um, you know, I come from Colombia and, um, and I love Colombia. I think it's a good country in its own way as well. But I, I am always kind of um, impressed by how up until at least recently in the U.S., you know, you could have people like disagree politically and like still be able to like at least have a dialogue about it, you know, whereas like in a lot of other countries, like political disagreements would like slip into violence a lot. Right. Or um, 
and and I do think that like you know the U.S. gets like a rap for being racist, which I think we we do have a history. You know, we have a lasting legacy of that that we still need to work yeah. through. Yeah, but at the that, same, but at, but at the same time, yeah, that um, also that also keeps us divide, divided too. I never, you know, I never really, I never really got that. It's like I don't know that that racism also keeps us divided too. And it's like I, I think we should just, I, I think we should just simply. I think I think everyone should just simply just stop, like, but like, like forget about it. But that's yeah. that, that's the tricky part, though, because then it's, it's kind of like, yeah, like, like yeah, well, not completely forget about it, but it's like you know, if you wanna, if it's if it's bad, then we should just stop talking about it, and just like you know, refer refer to each other by our names, you know, you know, not look at each other for our races. Obviously, we'll know what race we are, but it's like you know, if we. I, I think it, it it's it'll take more than just stop talking about it, but it's like you know that's just that's that that's a that would be a start. The thing is, like I used to, I I I honestly used to look at it that way. I used to think like you were like, okay, the goal should be that we look at each other and don't think about that stuff anymore. The thing, the problem, I guess, now that I see with that is that like, if you've had hundreds of years of basically stacking the deck against certain groups of people. And then you tell everybody to forget about it, then you're almost like living in this myth where like you're if somebody like doesn't come in like in this meritocracy or whatever, like, you know, this land of like equal opportunity and we're going to be in competition with each other and to make the American dream happen or whatever. Um, how do you I feel like how do you deal with the fact that for hundreds of years you've been stacking the deck against certain groups of people? And then it even and it's all well to say, all right, let's not notice our differences anymore. But then, like, it's like you're we, you're 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 having some people start from like a very deep hole. It's like no, you've we, been oppressing them for hundreds of years. No, we can no, we, we can notice our difference. But it's like you know, I I got this from like a video from like Morgan Freeman. Uh -huh. I think yeah, it was about like you know he said like you know, just. Stop talk to stop talking about it. And I thought that was really good. I thought that mm -hmm. was really no. The video originally was talking about how he didn't he didn't like uh you know Black History Month because it's like you know he he I guess he did he said like you know Black History is American history and like you know you're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna you're gonna separate that. I'm like, huh? You know that's a that's a that that was a, that was a good point. Like you know Black History is technically American history as a whole. Yeah, and it's, and it's like you know you're you're gonna you're gonna relegate. You're gonna relegate like you know, American history to a like to a month. Why? Why? I, and I was thinking, why isn't it just called American History Month? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I, honestly, I mean, as somebody who's Hispanic, and we have Hispanic Heritage Month in October or whatever, um, I feel somewhat similar. Where it's kind of like this weird month where everybody's calling you to like, you know, at my job that's when we're doing like all these presentations to like, whatever, educate people about Hispanic culture for a month. And then like, after that, like no one really, no one really asks. Right. Um, right. So no, on that, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You do bring up a good point because I don't think it is about forgetting, but also like the ways in which we highlight it are kind of don't seem to be like helping much. I yeah. do agree with that. Um, it's like, yeah, when we highlight, when we highlight something based on, you know, skin color or just like history, it's like, bro, we're, you're never gonna, you're never gonna forget, you're never gonna forget about it. 
and like you know therefore you're never gonna get forget about like you know it, it also kind of correlates with like you know you're never also gonna forget about like racism either because it's right. like technically you know but it's like i said black history is american history yeah. so, i, I, mean, I, I don't personally just... don't think i don't think we should forget about racism though of personally course, yeah of course just of course because not. just because we're... like i think it's good to know the same way that um yeah we're i don't never know gonna... Other other like barbaric things we used to do as a human species that we don't do anymore. Good every now and then it's good to like be reminded. Oh man, we used to do that almost as a way to make sure we don't do it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, I, I I get I totally get what you're saying, and it's like you know I don't think we should forget about it. I I don't think we should forget about it either. But I'm yeah. just but I'm just I'm just saying like you know if we guess, tru- if we truly yeah. want if we truly want to prosper, we should just stop talking about it. And I guess yeah, I I think. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you're saying like we're a little bit too fixated on it. Right. Yeah, was that yeah. would that be accurate? Yeah. To yeah, the point yeah. where we're like, we can't move on. Yeah, it's like we can't. It's like, yeah, we're a little bit, yeah, that that's that's pretty accurate. And it's like, yeah, we're a little bit too fixated on it. I mean, we we know it, we know it happened. Mm-hmm. So like, why don't we just push forward and evolve as like, you know, human beings? Right. I think we're trying. I just, I just, I honestly just don't think any of us know how to. And like not honestly to tie this back to media i think that like one of the problems that i don't know how to solve i think there's like a structural issue with like our media does not the way it is right now does not lend itself well to like let's call them deep kind of conversations where you can work some of these stuff out right so like this podcast you're doing i think is a good i have faith in that like all right, podcasts are like long form conversations and like the internet has brought new possibilities. Whether those, whether the podcasts that matter, like get the exposure they need is another question, but the the long form is good for this conversation. But then when you talk, when you look at like cable news, when you look at TV, right? It's this pressure to like talk in sound bites and having to simplify everything that I think kind of leaves it so that we're o- we're always talking about the same things over and over and over again without kind of moving on because it all has to fit like this neat little sound bite and then leave time for the commercial break. And I say this as someone who works in advertising, but like, it's like, I, I, I think that our, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like our, mo- our dominant media, like the, the formats is almost forcing us to like dumb down our conversations. And so like, it's hard for me even to like it's rare for like say like you who like tucker carlson and me who despises him Mm, i mean we wouldn't or i'm I'm just saying like this is an example like i'm just saying like we we we've now taken 40 minutes to have a conversation and like really like expand on like what we think and whatever but in our most media you have like five minute segments and people don't get that sort of extra texture they're just kind of like Trump said this, fuck him, or like, you know, Bernie's a communist or Joe Biden. And like, there is no dialogue, I guess is what I'm saying. With our, <laughs> within, when, when they put like panelists on MSNBC and have them debate for 30 seconds or for one minute, and then they're just like talking sound bites at each other, that's not real debate. That's not a conversation. That's just showmanship. That's theater for the ratings. You know what I mean? And like, that's, I think that if we are going to like move on or improve this, I do think like internet formats of media are probably a much better bet. Um, yeah, I think it's taken over. 
Hopefully, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> because I mean, I, I, it's great that a lot of people are kind of doing these things and like you as a 20 year old can have a platform and like, you know, um, whether people watch it or not is a separate matter, but like you can, how cool is that? That you were able to reach out over the internet, meet different people, have conversations with them. I think that's a wonderful thing, right? Um, hope, I just, I'm always now like, I always have one eye like of cautions of like, oh man, when are like, when are the advertisers and the corporations going to try to co-op this? You know what I mean? But hopefully, Hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't. Ha hopefully they can't figure out how to make it profitable. Yeah, yeah, for the most yeah for the most part, and uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. And uh, yeah, I just and also yeah, I just really hope you know we can evolve from like you know this this stuff that we're talking about right now. Like you know, I, I really I really hope that someday we could get into a bet we can get to a better place mm. in our society where it's like you know, yeah. Racism, racism is a thing, but you know, it was a part. It was like you know, it's just the part of it. Like I, I want to get to a place where it's like you know, it's racism is a thing is a thing of the past, mm -hmm. and um, you know, because you know, people. I, I'm just saying, like you know, people claim claim that it's bad, and it's like okay, then st stop talking about it. That's right. that's the, that's the that's the, like that's the thing that I agree with. Like you know, Pier like not Pierce Morgan, um, Morgan Friedman about. Yeah, where it's like you know he said that I'm like you know he has a good point, but um yeah it's almost like how do you correct or kind of like how do you like correct for the stuff that happened that is that is still making people's lives difficult today because that's I think that's one thing that sometimes people don't mention or miss that like that look just because slavery ended officially 150 years ago doesn't mean that. The, its effects are still not felt today. So it's like, how do you fix, how do you correct for that without, while at the same time, maybe helping us maybe move on when we're not thinking about in those terms anymore. Uh, and I don't, I don't know the answer. I don't have the answer for that. Um, Honestly, uh, me neither. And uh, I hope that, so I hope that someday I do find the answer, but like, you know, until that day comes, uh, yeah, <laughs> I really don't know what to tell yeah. you. Well, I have like I have like five more minutes, but I'm I'm curious, just like um, I, I mean I mean I was I mean we can end it right here if you want. No, I'm just curious. I mean, end it whenever you want. But like uh, no. Well, first of all, I've uh, I've enjoyed talking to you, man. You're like clearly it seems like you're like a thoughtful person. I like that you're. I I, I answered your prompts because I liked that you were like explicitly trying to find people who disagreed with you. Um, just curious, like you know what uh what inspired your connected podcast and like, what do you, you know, like sort of in, in your journey to try to maybe grow as a person, like, well, what, uh, yeah. What was your vision for, for this podcast and what are you trying to do with it? Just very curious. Hmm. Well, my vit. Okay. So what pretty much what inspired me to make this podcast was friends mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that who also have podcasts and, you know, at first, I was extremely directionless. I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to like do on my podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I experimented mm. uh, by myself and it's like, you know, I realized that, you know, I, I could, I probably could do it by myself, but it's like, I would have to like, you know, keep, I'll pretty much have to like keep talking for the most part. Cause it's like, you know, I, I, the, the one thing I did not want on my podcast was dead air. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if I'm by myself, I would have to have a specific topic to talk about. So like, you know, there wouldn't be dead air and like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would have to like keep calling 24 seven. So yeah, that I, I didn't like, I didn't really like that. Um, so, you know, I decided to interview guests and at first, like, you know, I interviewed them about their jobs and uh, all that from like, you know, for four seasons. Mm. And, and then, you know, I still talk to people about like what they do. It's just that like, you know, I try to add a, you know, for, for this season, I still kind of talk about what people do, except I try to add like a certain topic in it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just not about, it's just not about the job pretty much. Cause I, I like that as an, I like kind of like that. I like talking about what people do for a living or like what they do now as like, you know, an open an opening mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, we can get right into the topic or, you know, we can get right into the topic off, off rip. Um, but really what inspired me was, uh, I don't, I don't know. I've just been, I've just been, I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot, I've been seeing a lot of things. I've been watching certain things. And it's like I said, I believe that the me I believe that the media, um, does lie to an extent, does lie to an extent. Mm. And so, like, you know, I, I, I just want to personally, like, you know, pre- truth. Okay. If I want to put it, if I want to put it in one word, it's truth. Mm. I want to see, I want to seek truth. Well, I, yeah. I like that. That's a very, that's a very worthy goal, man. And um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that at age 20, you're already kind of like taking these steps, man. Uh, I think that's very, uh, Part of me wishes I was doing that at age 20. So, um, yeah, man, hopefully you can find some of your truth, man. And hopefully help other people do the same as, as they listen to you do this as well. Thanks. I, thanks. I appreciate it. Personally, I wish I was. I personally, I wish I started this earlier, like in high school. Yeah, you can always start early. But, man, high school was like four years ago for you, man. <laughs> no, it was that... actually not, I graduated in like 2021. Yeah, 2021. Okay, so not even, dude. <laughs> You'll see, man, like two, three years. When you're my age, two, three years, it's not – it doesn't seem like that long. You'll you'll see. I mean, we can always have started stuff earlier, but uh, but nah, dude, you're – you know, you you started at a good time regardless. Like, um, yeah, and and then whatever else you um, – Honestly, Whether you keep, I, yeah. I, I think um what really what the, the reason why I have that thought is because, well, the thought of just saying, OK, I had a I had a like, you know, good head start. You know, I would have established like somewhat of an audience back mm-hmm. then. So it's like, you know, it's, that's kind of what that, that's kind of what's on my mind, because it's like, I, I see. I, I see. Yeah. I see. It's like, you know, I probably would have had like somewhat of an audience back then if I started early. Fair enough. But also like. I mean, not you shouldn't take me as your guidance because, like, I don't, I don't have an audience, you know, thirty six years in. But I think, in a way, like, as long as you're exploring things that you would be exploring anyway without an audience, and like, you're, you know, if there's an element of what you're doing that's kind of for your own self growth, and you just like stay enthused with it, then you'll still, then you'll keep doing things consistently enough that the audience will come, you know. The people that need to find you will find you. Um, anyway, at least that's what they tell me. But it that's the nice thing about this type of media as well, is that you don't need the millions of listeners in order for it to be sustainable, right? Right. You, you just need like a couple thousand and the couple thousand of people that need that needed to hear the things the way that you're saying them. Um, 
because that's the other thing that's kind of a bummer about our mass media is that again, like I said, like the format, it makes for like sound bites and stuff, but even just the people who do the programming, they know like, okay, if this can't appeal to tens of millions of people, AKA if we, we, we have to keep it dumb enough that tens of millions of people can sort of get it in the span of five minutes. It waters that, you know what I'm saying? Like also, it, yeah, it also waters down the message. Oh, people's attention spans are pretty short nowadays too. So, I mean, right. You, know, you have to kind of garner people's attention like quickly before they just change the channel. Right. But then when you're on the internet, even if most people have short attention spans, there's still some people out there that still have the longer attention spans that are going to be interested in some of the same things. And like, you know, it's suddenly harder to find those people, but, but once they link up to you, like, you know, I think I think it makes for a much more intelligent type of show and conversation. Awesome. I have to go, Eric. Man, it's been it's been cool to meet you. All right, I'm just gonna do the uh, intro, uh, the outro. Yeah, do, do the talk. outro, do the outro, do the right. outro. And with that being said, that was it for today's podcast, Felipe. I appreciate you for coming on and talking to me. It was great, Eric. It was really good to meet you, man. I, and I'll uh, I'll keep tabs on on connected and and see how you're doing. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Have a great right, rest man. of your day. You too, man. Uh, and if you need anything else, just reach out to me on Polywork or whatever. All right. All right, All right man. Anytime. Right, man. See ya. See ya.